So what else has been happening in the cricket world, Steve? What's been going on? Well, there's a couple of interesting things this week, kind of particularly off the pitch. Um, so the first thing is the, the, the India appeared to have announced that the World Test Championship final will be in Southampton and not at Lourdes yes. um, because of the uh, because of the need for a, a COVID bubble restricted place and, and it's you know it's, it's the hotel on the ground isn't it yeah the hotel on the ground means that it can be it can be tightly controlled so um i don't think i don't think the international cricket council were quite banking on 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 the ags bowl being the the venue for the world test championship they, they probably wouldn't have been in their top 25 venues in the world that they would have picked but nonetheless um that's having said that spectators will be at an absolute minimum so that the advantage that uh, lawyers would have had with the with the, the the size and the number of spectators that's negated. That's true. Uh, the climate is possibly more reliable on the south coast, uh, as well as uh, the hotel being on the ground. I and and uh, certainly I don't think that um, either side will be disadvantaged by the pitch. No, I think it will favour both spin and seam, and and both teams have that. Yeah, it's a pretty decent place to play cricket I think, oh, I think little, it is, yeah. it's a little bit more tricky to get to the Lords yeah um, but the spectators are not going that's true that's true that's true so that was an interesting development this week um, as we mentioned as well Mac the, the Pakistan Super League um, there was yeah. again COVID related there was a bit of an outbreak of of, yeah. of COVID amongst the players and they decided to pull the curtain down on that um, certainly for the time being they're talking about restarting it later on but again the cricket calendar is so crowded these so days. Yeah. Will, will will everybody be available to play will they be able to um you know find enough you know the, the overseas players and, and folk whether they, if they're they're then contracted to their to their county or god forbid the hundred franchise what, what will happen so it, i don't know how quite they're going to redo that and it's a real shame because there's a competition that was really starting to it was flourishing it was it was a mushrooming i would i would say it was it wouldn't be far behind the ipl give it another year's experience yeah. uh, and the conditions were excellent and the, and, the, and of course the, spe the spectators in the subcontinent are extraordinary i mean uh, it, it's their life really cricket yeah yeah, it's it's definitely a bucket list thing for me, Tony, to get to a, yes. a, a game well, in either Pakistan or India. How, how I envy that man, and I never found out. Remember the man who stayed in Sri Lanka? Yeah, I never found out. Did he go to India? I don't know. I don't oh, know. I, 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 I mean, what story, boys? What what are you, what are you talking about? There, there was this guy who, uh, when when England went to Sri Lanka, he was going to go home on the plane. Right. Uh, when COVID broke out, and he decided no, and right. he got a job as a disc jockey and followed the English team around Sri Lanka, and and he became a celebrity. I mean, he was on every TV camera, he was in every picture, and he was there as the as the Barmy Army solo artist. And um, I, I then did he vanished off the screen, and I don't know whether he actually went to India but didn't get the publicity because other things pervaded, or whether he actually just decided to up sticks and, and return to the UK. Okay, and maybe, you, maybe, you actually met this guy? I haven't met him, no. He was interviewed many times on the radio and on the TV right. when he was in Sri Lanka. Nice. <laughs> maybe, he got, maybe he got given the weekend breakfast show on Sri Lankan radio and he's decided yeah. to stay. Um, yeah, uh, maybe he's going to take over from Piers Morgan on GMTV. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, but certainly back, back to the PSL, I think it was it was a shame. It was starting to motor. Oh, yes. Good players were starting to come to the fore. 
um, and, and it was really shaping up to be quite And it was attracting a good class of player. Yeah, very good. And, and, it, and as we, we noted before on, on the Cricket Fan Show, it's also one of the more lucrative leagues to, to play in. It's, it's very well funded. Um, and I just think it's, it's just such a shame that for, 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 for kind of obvious political reasons that the Pakistan players and the Indian players tend, you know, certainly in India and Pakistan tend not to be in the same competitions. Yeah. You have to get to the Big Bash or, 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 the, mm. or the Vitality Blast or somewhere like that yeah. to get Indian and Pakistan players both in, in the same tournament. But you need to get them together. It's, it's, it would be really good. And, and the final thing that's, that's happened this week is our, our old mate, Quinton de Kock, yeah. We've spoken before um, about um, about his his um, slightly sort of shaky peg that his coat was on. Tony. Well, I mean, it was transparent that that when he became captain, uh, one his form suffered. Two, when things didn't go the way of South Africa, his shoulders slumped, and he was totally. I would go so far as to say demotivational. Uh, uh, you could physically see him uh, just not losing all interest and the team withered under his captaincy. To be fair to the South African board, they spotted it uh, within a, a short period of time and he's been replaced by, is it Bavuna who has replaced him? Well, D- Quinton de Kock was was captain across all formats, and they've got yes. um, Temba Bavuma to, to captain the white ball team, which which again I think in in terms of South African cricket is a is a is a notable thing um, to, to to get to get Bavuma to be captain, um, and they've got Dean Elgar as captain in the test. Oh, that's right, Dean Elgar. Yeah. So Elgar and Markram are opening the innings for um, yes. uh, for for, um, for 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 South Africa are both in pretty good form, I think. So no real surprise. The Elgar's captain for the test. And why, why, why? Just, just uh, my for just for the fans to understand. What was it about Quinton de Klopp? Because I actually, I, I saw a little bit of him, and he never looked comfortable. He always looked nervous. So a guy in this, I don't understand how a guy who always seemed to look uncomfortable was given the captaincy when he clearly wasn't ready for it, and he didn't seem to be comfortable with that any time throughout his tenure. Which is short and sweet. Well, I think that it comes from a couple of places, Mac. I think first of all, the South African Test team isn't that settled and that and that strong at the moment. So when you okay. take Faf de Plessis, who who has subsequently retired from Test cricket, away from the captaincy, well, that's obviously one player who's always going to play when available, who's not going to be captain. Many of the other players in the team weren't absolute fixtures in the side. I mean, Elgar probably is, and de Kock and de Kock was as the keeper batsman so I don't think they had a huge number of choices um selectors generally don't like making bowlers the captain for some reason bowlers are very rarely captain it's usually batsmen that are captain um so there may be a couple of the bowlers they could have turned to but but they chose not to so really I think it wasn't almost by default that he became captain but certainly the pool of established names you are definitely going to pick yeah. players who've got who's, who are experienced within on the ground it, it was definitely a blow when de Villiers left uh, uh, and uh, what people, what teams tend to do, Malcolm, in, in situations like this, and and we went through a period of this, uh, we tended to pick the best player to be the captain, irrespective of whether he had the ability to perform the captaincy role, and irrespective of whether his form might suffer as a result of the extra responsibility of being captain. 
that happened to Quentin Descartes without any shadow of doubt. He was a pale shadow of his of himself when he became captain, um, and plainly was not suited, as Steve says, to either the motivational role or. I would have to say, as from I, I didn't see a lot of him captaincy, captaining in the field, but he seemed to be a, a, a trifle naive uh, in, in his field placings and uh, didn't trust his bowlers. Uh, uh, to, he didn't converse with his bowlers enough to decide what fields to be set. God knows what would have happened if he'd had Jimmy Anderson or Broad uh, there. They would have probably taken over the team. But um, he just... He, he's a fine fellow and a fine player, but just not captaincy material. Yeah, so I mean, I, mean I, I don't know much. I mean, still, I'm sure you're building this. But for me, I I always saw a guy who the responsibility was too great. So the yeah. decisions that you have to make as a captain have to be clear and defined, right? And you have to be happy with that decision because it's on your head. Your head's above the parapet. But he always seemed quite, for me, in the small time I saw him, very nervous about making that decision. You almost wanted someone to kind of say, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we agree with that. You go ahead as opposed to, I'm the captain. This is what we're doing and this is how it's going to be. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Steve. No, I think you're right. And I think very often when players become test captain, particularly test captain, they do have a period at the start where they can seem a little a little yeah. unsure of themselves, particularly if they've got guys in the team who are really experienced and, yeah, you know, and, 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 that, and that can be tricky for them to settle but usually after a period particularly when they work with the coach and they review their performance and they talk about it they generally find a way their way of captaining I think Root to be fair went through a bit of a period where he needed to find his, his way and his voice as captain and has obviously become a fine test captain now a very very good one um, and I think for the cock they probably felt that he wasn't going to reach that tipping point and that actually, as you say, instead of growing into the role, the role started to subsume him a bit. And and it was always, and, he, and they were in danger then of losing not just a captain, but a player um, in the medium term. But the other aspect I'd like to say is I think it mustn't be underestimated in, in what what's not a great South African batting lineup. There was a lot of pressure on him to score runs. Absolutely. He's also the wicketkeeper, which means whenever they're in the field, he's in the game every ball. Mm. You know, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a fielder, and and you're and you particularly if you're a batsman and you're not you're not you're not bowl, going to have to bowl. There are periods of the game where you could go half a session and the ball doesn't come anywhere near you, and you're okay. You switch on a bit for the when the, when the guy's bowling just in case. But then you see if you're fielding at a deep point and the ball gets knocked to mid wicket, then that's you out of the game. But the the wicket keeper has to focus. He has to focus on every delivery. He has to focus on taking the ball cleanly. He has to focus on standing up to the stumps for the spinners. He has to focus on backing up the stumps for every run to make sure that, you know, that, you know, and all that stuff. It's a lot going on when you're a wicketkeeper. And to ask a wicketkeeper to captain as well is a big ask. That's why players like Donny and so on deserve so much credit and respect because he was able to captain um, the Indian side for, for a long time and be very effective. Um, so although often wicketkeepers have got a lot of personality and are often a real presence on the pitch, it's it's hard to also ask them to captain. I mean, you, they're often a good standing captain because they've they're in the game. They know what it's like with pace bowling and spin bowling. They know what the, the and, is. And, and captains will often consult with their wicketkeeper. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if the ball is turning, what, how much is it turning? Uh, that sort of thing. You know. 
and, and also now with reviews, a, a wicketkeeper is a crucial person in the review situation. Yeah, but I, he knows whether there, there's any substance to the necessity for a review. Absolutely. The golden rule of an England test match review is if Johnny Burstow's wicketkeeping do the opposite of whatever he said exactly. whenever yeah. there's a review coming because <laughs> yeah. he never gets them right. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose in, in that regard, the cock is possibly slightly unusual as a, as a wicketkeeper in as much as I do see him as quite a quiet Quite Very serious guy. yes, and and that's not usually the, the the personality of a wicketkeeper. They're a bit like goalkeepers in football, you know, sort of usually the slightly maddest one out of the yeah, out yeah, of the bunch. Shouting and barking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at look at really really idiosyncratic people like Jack uh, Jack Russell, um, and so on, who who was a very you know sort of shambling figure, brilliant wicketkeeper. But a very idiosyncratic person, and, and you know, and, and, and what have you behind the stumps, and they're, they're often, you know, I think Matt Pryor and, and and Tim Ambrose and Paul Nixon and some of these guys that were around England England scene for a while, big personalities on the pitch. Look at Pant, the way Richard Pant, as, as Tony was talking yeah. about, the way he kept, um, not necessarily the cleanest keeper in the world, but but he, he certainly but he's was quite impressive. Actually, yeah, he was certainly impressive in that. Um, but you know, he, he he brings a lot of personality to it, a lot of. It doesn't have to be sledging and chatter. It can be encouragement. It can be clapping. It can be, you know, it can just be being a being an energy in it. And, and De Kock is quite unusual, I think, in as much as he doesn't tend to bring that well, when he's on the, on the pitch. But a fine player, hopefully now he finds his place back, batting at four or five for South Africa. He scores lots of runs for them and he, has a, and he enjoys being in the team. He can bring his experience of having done it to be useful to his captain. Um, but he doesn't have to have that pressure and he can hopefully return to his natural game and go back to averaging, you know, 40 to 50 and, and go back to focusing on his wicket-keeping. Brilliant. Well, thank you, boys. That was brilliant. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on uh, all that's been talked about. Thank you, Steve, as always. Uh, I know you're losing your voice, but you you you, <laughs> uh, you carried on like a champion. And, uh, and Tony, uh, good to have you on, as always. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and thank you for watching the Cricket Fan Show. 